Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. We have Jason Mizrahi here with Mark Paquette. We're going to break down the Sunday, June 2nd main slate on FanDuel. It's going to be a seven-game slate. We're going to be starting in Baltimore. We got the Shark, Jeff Samarja versus Gabrielle Yanoa. These Giants on Saturday broke out. They were the team to stack in the early slate. And they set up in a nice spot again today. Um, on FanDuel, you got some value here, too. Guys like Pablo Sandoval, Yashemsky, Panic, Belt, they all come in pretty cheap. Brandon Crawford, yes, some platoon matchups here. It looks like it's going to be really hot in Baltimore. It's 85 degrees. The wind is blowing out, but I'll let Mark speak about that in a second. But I think both these uh, teams in the early slate is where you want to get a lot of your bats from. I don't really like to play the Giants too much, and the Orioles not so much, a little bit more as of late. But I think it's a good game to get value from. None of these guys are really expensive from the, the Giants' standpoint. From Baltimore, they're starting to get a little bit more expensive. And not so many guys have that platoon matchup versus Samarja. But a guy like Nunez has been hitting everybody as of late. Mancini, we can still trust. Then you've got the switch hitting Villar and Dwight Smith that make a lot of sense. And maybe this guy, DJ Stewart, um, if he's in the lineup, comes in pretty cheap as well. How do you see this game laying out, Mark? Yeah, he pretty much spelled it out correctly. It's warm, it's muggy. There could be a shower or a thunderstorm, but not really a postponement threat. I mean, a delay threat would only uh, help out the bats even more. And so, yeah, I always like attacking Baltimore's bad pitching staff. They have a bad starter going today. They have a bad bullpen. Attack them. The Giants are affordable, like you said. Most people don't think of ever using the Giants simply because uh, they're not a strong offensive team especially at their home park, but you get a big boost up with Camden Yards being a lot better for hitters. Yeah, so next we head uh, in a game that faces Jake Orderizzi, um, who's been, he's been resurgent. He's going into Tampa right now. Tampa Bay has been, you know, pesky for the most part, but it looks like Jake has a, a good chance at the, at the win here. The Twins have been doing pretty well. Um, it's an even matchup right now. It's basically a coin flip with him and Yarborough, who's looking to start the game. Yarborough's been pretty good. Can't really trust him because he doesn't go too long in games, and these Twins bats are a little bit dangerous to go against. I don't really like either of these teams from a hitting standpoint, but I think Odorizzi, you know, he comes in as a potential guy to pitch. Um, you got a couple guys ahead of him as far as price tags go, but he's been really consistent this year. This matchup overall doesn't worry me too much. It's a pitcher's park. Odorizzi's been consistent. He's probably going to go under-owned. And, you know, I think we can, you know, grab a quality start out of him here at 8,800. He's coming up in our projection model to to drop 29 points. You know, maybe he gets into that 30 range. There's not too many bats, though, that we really, really need. So, you know, we got a guy like Scherzer coming up in, in one of the next games. So it's a tough choice here. What's your feeling on Odorizzi today? Odorizzi is the surprise American League ERA leader. You wouldn't have guessed that in a million years if you would uh, transport back in time to April and, and to see that on June 2nd. On the other side, I do have interest in Yarbrough. On, on F- FanDuel, he's extremely cheap. He is, I just saw, 6300 6,400. He's my GPP target in our article, pitching article on Win Daily DFS. And the reason why I like this, him, he's had one other start on the year. In that start, he went seven and a third inning. So 
most of the time, yeah, you're right. He doesn't go deep, but that's because he's sort of like the the primary pitcher out of the bullpen, and they planned it for a bullpen game. His one start, which is against a, a weaker hit a team than the Twins and the Indians, he did go seven and a third and was very effective, like I said. So with that price saving, if you wanted to play the all-day and get a tons of cores bats, do it. But if you're just playing the main and you want to spend up on crazy bats too, I think Yarbrough is a good target. So let me ask you a question. We have another guy who comes in a little bit cheaper. Uh, I don't know too much about, but he had an impressive game in his first start. Um, how do you rate Yarbrough versus a guy like Plesak, who's coming in even a little bit cheaper, who went out at Boston, and um, he went five innings, two strikeouts, one on runs. He's facing a better matchup here. You like Yarbrough over Plesak? Yeah, I think – the Red Sox are notorious once they don't see a pitcher, have never seen a pitcher before, generally struggle against him. I think Major League hitters will keep catch up to Plesak. This is his, only his fourth start above the double-A level, so you really have no clue what you're getting. And on the other side of that matchup, I think Giolito is the cash play of the day for the main slate, and he has just been pitching lights out, so I doubt Plesak has a chance at a win either. That makes sense. That makes sense. So the next game is our one ace or true ace, you know, if you want to consider uh, Matt Boyd an ace at this point. But we got Scherzer, Mad Max going into Cincinnati versus Sonny Gray, another guy who's had a kind of a resurgent year, talented arm, but, you know, couldn't put it together with the Yankees in the last couple of rosters he's been on. But um, we got the Nats, who have been hitting better. I don't really like any bats from this game because, like I said, Sonny Gray – He's been good. It's going to be tough to pay up for Scherzer. Like I said in, a, in the last podcast, I don't really like too many pitchers going into Cincinnati. The wind is blowing out a little bit, 10 miles out to left, it looks like. But I'll let you talk about that. Um, 77 degrees, 61% or 60% humidity. So it's going to be a hot, humid day, it looks like. I'm, I'm pretty much – I don't see myself paying up for Scherzer. You said um, Giolito is your cash game play. I think – between him and Scherzer, you know, they both make sense. There's some cheap bats to get. Um, you know, on our projection model, we have Scherzer coming in for about 37.5 points, and Giolito is around 32 points, and Odorizzi 29 points. So, you know, Scherzer's going to give you a little bit more, but he's going to come a little bit more expensive. It's a tough game to, to figure out here. You know, what Sonny Gray are we going to get? Um, he's been good. But pitching at home in a, in a hot, humid um, ballpark kind of worries me. But what he just did in Milwaukee was grab the 55 points at a discount. So he's been he hasn't been blown up yet this year. He hasn't really lasted more than six innings either. So he might see some of the Cincinnati bullpen. But Washington hasn't really impressed me too much. But I wouldn't be surprised just due to the humidity and the weather that you know some of these Nats bats come and play. You know, even when they grab a one off. The lineup is out already. A uh, guy like Parra at 2,300 batting in the two-hole makes sense. Adams, who I couldn't get right so far this year, he's 2.8. So there's a couple guys here that make sense. But do you trust Scherzer? And do you feel like paying up 11 in, in the main slate uh, for a guy like Scherzer? Or do you think we'd rather grab some value here? Well, I'm, I'm never going to say that Max Scherzer is a bad choice. He's obviously – the best pitcher in the National League over the last three, four years, arguably the most talented pitcher in the National League right now. 
However, it is a hitter's park. It's not midsummer like you're hinting at in terms of weather. Actually, the humidity is rather low for this time of year because they're behind a cold front. But it is going to be warm. The ball carries. So it is a hitter's park. Now, on the opposite side, I like a one-off as well. And this one-off is Derek Dietrich. Max Scherzer gives up power, especially to left-handed bats. Cincinnati is a great hitting park for left-handed bats. I'm using Dietrich as my one-off in this game, and then I'm moving on and looking elsewhere. Um, I also do like, uh, I wrote up Scherzer and Gray as my Mikey, monkey knife fight picks of the day. Over for strikeout total. Scherzer's eight and a half. Gray's five and a half. Gray has reached that level for the last three games, and Scherzer has reached that level three out of the last six times. And the Reds strike out more than normal against right-handers across baseball. So, that's my thoughts on that game there, Jason. Yeah, that's a good point right there. Um, and a point that I'm going to mention to our listeners, if you don't have the time on a given day, but you still want to get some action, uh, Monkey Knife Fight is one of our uh, proud sponsors that we work with a lot. If you use promo code WINDAILY, they'll, they'll match your deposit 100%. So use that promo code. We pretty much produce an article every day giving, us, giving our listeners our favorite uh picks of the day it's a it's a prop play site so you're looking at props you know same research you do for dfs you can apply it to these props and you know you're not you don't have to sweat the whole game you have to sweat you know nine plays you have to sweat all the sharks you know multi-entering you just have to kind of pick one or two guys that you like that will go either over or under strikeouts or hits or rbis it's a really cool site check it out monkeyknifefight.com typing Promo code win daily when you sign up and you get a hundred percent bonus and uh, check them out. But we got this game in Atlanta, uh, another game that's going to be hot. looks like it's in the mid eighties right now. And we got Boyd versus Tehran. This is another, you know, somewhat hitters park, especially when the heat gets hot in Atlanta. Boyd's been really good this season. He's been blowing through, you know, pretty much every team he faces. You have Tehran, who's coming in as the favorite, you know, you got to lay 150 to win $100. So they're, they're, Vegas is telling you that Tehran's going to get the win, or at least Atlanta's going to get the win, which kind of downgrades Boyd a little bit for me. And at the same time, this is going to be one of the tougher matchups for Boyd all year. So Atlanta is projected to almost score five five runs uh, later today. So at 10-5, as much as I like what Boyd's been doing this year, it's kind of expensive. You know, if I, if I want to spend that much money, even though that Boyd has put up, you can say, better numbers than Scherzer, I still take Scherzer over Boyd, and I'd rather spend the extra money in cash or even in GPPs. But Boyd's been impressive. 52 in his last start, 43 before that. He's dropped 43, 52, 43 several times this year, even a 59 spot at the Yankees. So not to say that he can't get through this Atlanta lineup, his low total on the year, he had one rough start versus Houston, but that's Houston with a lot of power righties. Uh, Atlanta, they have a, a, a mixture of righties and lefties. It's not like they're stacked one way or another, but if you rule out that game, you're pretty much Boyd's low game of the year is 31 points. So for cash games, listen, I wouldn't be shocked if Boyd gets through this lineup, gets a quality starts, gets seven, eight Ks. It's in a National League park, so he gets to face Tehran a couple of times. And um, it's, it's a tough call, but just based off prior history, I give Scherzer the slight edge and a, a better matchup versus the Reds. So I think Boyd goes really under-owned in GPPs because 
you know, on Fanduel, that five hundred dollars is not going to, you know, sway you that much. I think everybody kind of goes towards Scherzer there. So, and then Tehran, on the other hand, is coming up in in our model as a pretty good uh, value play here. So, you know, you might want to go grab Tehran. We have him projected at thirty two. At thirty two, he comes in as one of the best values of the day. It's a tough call. You know, Detroit is really bad. Um, he's coming in as one of the heavier favorites in the early slate. So Vegas is basically telling he's going to get the win. And we know this Detroit lineup is one that you can attack, especially from the right side, because, you know, you don't have to really worry as much about Castellanos and a couple other bats. But these bats have been surprisingly doing better a little bit lately. So how do you feel about Tehran and Boyd here? It looks like we're not grabbing any batters from either side, but do you feel safe with Boyd or Tehran? Yeah, Tehran is my favorite all-day target on FanDuel because I need his savings at 8600 to get some cords bats. Um, let me tell you about Tehran. His last five starts, he has held opponents batting. I'm just pulling up the stats to a 128 batting average. Over those five starts, he's a 0.98 ERA. That's As pretty good, huh? He's a home favorite. He's going against a bad Detroit team. His big bugaboo, if you want to call it that, is his walks. He's issued four walks in two of his last three outings. But guess what? The Tigers against right-handers are the fourth lowest walk rate in all of baseball at 7.5%. So if Tehran cannot walk many batters, I think he pitches a gem here. I mean, it's set up. He's in a smash spot. And for $8,600, I can basically go get some cores bats. So that's the all day slate. I know we're concentrating on the early slate. So, I mean, the main slate. Um, so I like Diolito better, but we'll talk about him later. But, you know, to your point, our projection models, you know, if you go to our website, winddailydfs.com, and you click on tools, we have several projection models. And our projection models, which are proven models that we've been using as DFS pros for the last, you know, four or five, six years, has Tehran right below Scherzer at 32.5 points. We have Scherzer at 37.5 points. But you're getting a huge discount with Tehran. Tehran is definitely has one of the highest percentage of, of win probability as well. So our models are, are matching what you're saying and what the stats are saying here. So And they got him ahead of Boyd. They have him ahead of Giolito, Odorizzi, a lot of good pitches here. So if, if the models make sense, what you're saying makes sense, and we're getting a discount on this guy, you know, let's get the quality start. Let's lock up 35 points on Tehran, and let's grab some extra bats. I think that's the play here. Um, I trust our models, so let's let's do it. You know, we can get 8,600 here. We can stack up some heavier bats here. I think it makes a lot of sense for the, for the numbers you said. And make sure, you know, as a listener, these tools are free. You know, these projection models aren't going to be exact to the point, but – at the same time, they're accurate. They're going to be accurate more than they're not. So, you know, the models that I'm looking at have Tehran ahead of all these other guys. So at 8,600, I think it makes a lot of sense, you know, going into the slate. And I really don't want to stack against Boyd. Um, so let's get into the next game. We're heading to Pittsburgh. If you watched the game on Saturday, this game didn't end for a long time because they kept on scoring runs, went to extra innings. Um, Mark, tell us about the rain. Are we worried about rain here um, in Pittsburgh? 
Not really. There's a lingering shower and possibly a rumble of thunder, but most of that rain is already pushed east of them, and, and that will be heading towards New York and Baltimore as we go through the afternoon and evening since the Yankees play at night. But, yeah, not too concerned about rain in Pittsburgh. Okay. So let's focus on the matchup here. You know, in, in my perspective, none of these pitchers are really going to be pitchers I'm attacking. Even though Lyle's been better, I don't want to attack any – pitchers against these brewers and with davies he's good he'll hang in the game but he's not gonna you know line up these k's like we really want so i'm not gonna pitch davies either but i think some bats here are interesting obviously yelich uh his price tag came down a little bit he's always in play grandal hitting from the left side makes some sense polanco bell on the other side makes some sense guys like um reynolds has been better I always like playing Colin Moran. He always go under-owned, and he's a good hitter. You know, he'll, he he doesn't have as much power as I, was, as I would like, but at the same time, he's been pretty consistent getting you 10, 15 points here and there, going with two for three with a double. Uh, so I think Moran could be, you know, kind of interesting. You got Moustakis, you know, from the left side as well. I think you can grab some bats from this this game. How do you feel about get, grabbing bats here? Do you think this, this is the best matchup of the early slate or due to the ballpark, not so much? What are you thinking? My prelim main slate, FanDuel, had three Buckos bats. As we were just on the phone, I saw that their lineup was released, and one of the bats is not in the lineup. That's Polanco. Uh, however, Reynolds is batting third in his spot, so I like Reynolds, Marte, and I had Moran in my prelim lineup, as you said. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Davies is pitching better than what the advanced numbers would indicate. So that often says that either regression or a blow-up game's coming. The Pirates' bats are kind of hot right now. After yesterday, as you said, both teams scored a bazillion runs. So I like some bats in this. On the other hand, Lyles has been up and down. He has the potential to do well, but the Brewers lineup is really good. They'll probably get to him eventually as well. Yeah, it's a tough call. I, you know, I, I don't know what to really make of these bats. It's for, from what I'm looking at right now, that it's not like any team is really lining up as a smash spot for bats, which makes me think the best spot might be this Baltimore San Fran game that we spoke about earlier. But Let's see if we can grab any bats in the next game. We have Plesak, which I mentioned earlier, coming in at 5.9 uh, on FanDuel, which is going to be one of your cheapest guys you'll ever see, you know, starting a game who's actually a starter. And he's going against Giolito. Giolito's coming in as a, you know, a 140 favorite. The Indians haven't been doing much. Um, they're projected to score less than four runs. But again, 10.6 for Giolito, 10 point, I think it was 10.6 or 10.5 for Boyd, and then he got Scherzer at 11. Not really sure what to do with Giolito in this spot, just due to the pricing. If he was a little bit cheaper, I can see grabbing him. Um, but at 10.6, he's quite expensive. But there's not too many bats I want to pay up for, so I know you like Giolito, so give me the numbers on Giolito. Why do you like him so much? Four of his last five starts have been 52 or more points on FanDuel. His one start was 30, and that was a rain-shortened game where he did not come back up, and that was against Toronto. His last start with less than 52 points in a normal non-rain start was in Boston, which we know the Red Sox can hit the ball, and they knocked him around a little bit. Giolito just seems to 
turn the corner. You take that rain start and short start away. He strikes out eight, eight, nine, and ten batters. Uh, Cleveland, besides Lindor, and you can't even count Ramirez anymore because that guy is ice cold. And maybe what we saw the first half of last year was sort of fluky. Uh, they're not that good of a lineup. I mean, you maybe have Lindor, and if Lucklow's in there, those are the two bats you're really concerned about. Besides that, Indians lineup is not good. Makes a lot of sense, and he's also, I'll throw his little nugget in there. Um, he did drop 56 versus Cleveland less than a month ago on the 7th uh, of May. So he's got a lot of 50-point games. You know, if you take recency bias into it, the equation here, Giolito is probably ahead of Scherzer and ahead of Boyd. Matchup-wise, I think he's ahead of Scherzer and Boyd as well. Armalo has him down a little bit. You know, they don't they have Giolito behind Scherzer, behind Tehran, but above Odorizzi and Boyd. So interesting play here. I think he'll probably get less ownership than Scherzer. The discount is not really gonna change much in your your lineup making as far as bats go. If I'm multi-entering this morning in, in my main slate, I think the guys I, I'm going to take a chance on are Giolito, Tehran, and Scherzer. Uh, probably not going to enter too many games, you know, this afternoon, but those are the three guys that I can see, you know, sprinkling some, uh, some lineups with. So maybe I'll make a lineup with each of them, kind of hedge myself. So I'll go one max lineup, one Tehran lineup, and one uh, Giolito lineup. I think that makes sense. I think all three of them, you know, you can play in cash. But um, I don't really like any bats here. Are you liking any bats from the White Sox? They're probably going to be on their own. Maybe grab a guy cheap like Alonzo or pay up for Mankata because he's, he's been, you know, he's been good. But these White Sox aren't a team I really want to stack too often. But they're coming in at four and a half runs. Um, like you said, Plesak doesn't have much time in the big leagues here. So maybe that first game was a little bit fluky. Now they have some video on them and they attack them here. I think the White Sox go on their own. So I think they could be in a spot where you might want to grab some bats. But let's get into the final game of this early slate. We got two old dogs, um, Cole Hamels versus Rainwright. Another coin flip here. They're both projected to score about four and a half runs. Weather looks clean. Um, we ran some trouble last night. If you follow Mark, he was he was updating us. Flaherty was somewhat cruising, caring a lot of people, but then we had a long delay. I kind of gave up on a night and uh, fell asleep. I woke up and um, two of my bats, hit, you know, got some points for me. I'm happy the game continued. I had Bader and uh, Matt Weeders, and Bader hit a home run, which helped me a little bit. And Weeders grabbed about 12 points on Fanduel, so that was nice. I can't see myself pitching either of these two pitchers. But you can probably grab some bats. Rizzo hit another home run uh, last night. Schwaber um, is in a spot here. Hayward hit another home run. So once this lineup comes out, I think you can – I would probably stack more Cubs than Cardinals here. But the Cardinals are strong from the right side. Goldie hit a home run last night as well. Martinez had a day off yesterday, but he might be in play here. Uh, you might be able to grab some value here from the – from the Cardinals, but I would lean Cubs over Cardinals. How do you see this game getting played out? It's going to be under own, I think, you know, for the most part, but what do you, you have any strong feelings here? No strong feelings. I mean, veteran pitchers, 
yeah, they don't have as much talent as they used to. So usually you, you equate talent with strikeout. So neither pitcher is striking out a ton. So I'm not using either arm. But on the other side, neither pitcher has been getting blown up. And I don't expect either pitcher to get blown up either. So it's not like I'm going a full stack here. I like your thoughts with some one-offs or a couple pairs with the Cubs. They have power, especially from the left side of the plate in Rizzo and Schwarber. And they'll be batting atop the lineup. So, yeah, I mean, what you said is maybe you go one-off, but maybe a pair. But don't use arms. Don't go crazy in this game. So just a recap on this early slate. And we're going to give you a quick maybe two- to five-minute breakdown of the late slate. Um, but just to go over the, the, the main slate on FanDuel, I think your Giants and your Orioles could be in a good spot here for stacks. Uh, Odorizzi, Yarborough, I think there's better value and better top-end pitchers. I'm not really going to grab my bats from this game. This this Nats-Reds game, I like Scherzer, but I like the discount with a couple other pitchers, but I won't hate on anybody playing Scherzer. Um, going to pretty much fade Boyd. Fade Gray, like Tehran for value. He's probably our top value of the early slate. Try to grab some bats potentially from the Brewers-Pirates game. And then, you know, Giolito looks like he's in play as a pitcher versus the Indians. And I think the White Sox, if you're going to make multi-lineups, I think the White Sox come in as a sneaky stack versus this young pitcher that not too many people know about. And in this Cardinals game, for the most part, it looks like a fade to me, but I wouldn't mind grabbing a couple bats here. Mark, do we have... Any weather concerns in this early slate, or we're all good? The Pittsburgh, like you mentioned, shouldn't be a big deal. Baltimore, should there'll be some showers and thunderstorms, not a postponement threat, possible delay threat, especially late in the game. But, I mean, delays just generally help the batters out even more because the pitchers won't be able to come back out, et cetera, if they get out of their routine. So no major concerns, no. All right, so I'm going to give like a quick two to five minute breakdown and you can do the same for the late slate. I'll go first um, for the, the afternoon slate. Um, as far as bats go, the Rangers and Royals are going to be playing in Arlington. Um, two not so great pitchers. Don't want to grab your pitchers here. You want to grab your bats from here and you want to grab your bats from this Rockies Blue Jays game. I think the Rockies are going to be in play again. They kind of let some people down yesterday and the Blue Jays definitely did. Uh, but I think there's a chance to Get back on the Rockies. Hopefully the ownership goes down a little bit and you can grab uh, your bats from these two games. As far as pitching goes, Garrett Cole's in a good spot here. He's been racking up K's almost in every start. I think outside of him, you have Rich Hill as well and Matt Strom. Probably where you want to get your pitches from one of those games. And then from the Dodgers versus Pavetta, we saw him come back up. Some people were on him at this price tag. I'm not touching him. I didn't touch him last time. I think the Dodgers come in as a good stack as well. So the stacks for me in a late game are going to be the Dodgers, this Rockies-Blue Jays matchup, and this Texas-KC. So there's five games I want to grab my bats from, and I'm looking at Garrett Cole, Matt Strom, and Rich Hill as far as pitches go. Mark, anything you want to add from these games? Um, as I said, I'm playing the all-day slate. So when I'm doing that, I'm targeting Coors bats. And I like the Toronto side today. A, their price has gone up a little bit, but they're playing a really bad pitcher in Sensazella. They will get to him today. I mean, I can't guarantee that. But if they don't get to him today, they might as well just, I don't know, retire. Vlad Guerrero should retire if he can't hit Sensazella today. Uh, but, yeah, so to do that, I'm using Yarbrough or Tehran. 
to get to be able to afford the Bassett core. So I hadn't really looked at just the afternoon slate, but I did write up Cole. He's obviously an ace, the top pitcher on the slate, but it may be challenging to get Cole in all the big bats that you want. Makes sense. Any weather concerns in the late slate or we're, we're good across the board, you think? Colorado will have a delay. It looks like there will be some rain moving through. Really good chance of delay. But the Rockies are the, the number one team in being able to play through bad weather. Um, so I don't think that game is a postponement threat. So use bats as much as you want. And no one's using arms there anyway. So the delay threat isn't a big deal. So, Mark, where can they follow your weather updates? You know, besides um, on our website, Wind Daily DFS, where you got a, a weather blog. How can they follow you on Twitter? Um, yeah, DFS MLB on Twitter. And as you said, the, the weather blog, I update that as much as needed throughout the day. So those are the two places to find me. All right, cool. So um, if you guys have any questions, shoot us a, a message on Twitter, Wind Daily DFS. Um, check out our website, WindDailyDFS.com. Don't forget about these projection tools. These tools are here to help you guys, you know, mold your lineups. Like I said earlier, they're not going to be right all the time, but they'll give you a guide of where we stand, um, where the numbers stand. So it takes opinions out, and it really hits you with numbers and stats, and it takes everything into account that maybe you might overlook or maybe even some of our writers might overlook at times or me on a podcast um, so check us out, winddailydfs.com. Everything's for free. Just go there, register, and you'll have access to all the tools, projection models, March weather updates, articles. And, and we've been doing well, especially on the sports betting side. We don't really talk about it too much, but you know our guys have been on fire, um, winning more money, playing bets and uh, prop plays. And I've been, I've been even winning, you know, as far as fantasy goes. So it's a good way to hedge some of your action. Get some plays in on Monkey Night Fight. Get some plays in, you know, with, you know, different services across the Internet. And uh, have a great Sunday. We'll be back Monday with another podcast. And pleasure to have everybody who's listening, who's been checking out the site. And I appreciate and we all appreciate, you know, the following that we've been grabbing.